Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. All right. Okay, how are you? Hey, here we are. Yeah. And it's Friday and I woke up. My husband always kisses me goodbye. Uh-huh. And because uh, he's an early, early riser. Right. Not I. I will We know that. this. I have to have my We eight, know this, Naomi. Eight, sometimes nine hours of sleep. Really? Yeah. Do and you get solid sleep? Like you no. don't wake up? Uh, you know what? Lately, I've I've been sleeping good. Really? I really have. Now I'm that little, I think about I'm it, I'm a little jealous of that. You know, I wonder if it has to do somewhat with like what my chiropractor tells me, like certain sleeping positions. Uh huh. You you know, I was having the acupuncture for the elbow oh, thing. Oh yeah. And it's still a little tender. Yeah. But sometimes if you sleep with your hand behind your head, uh huh, that can cause problems with your arm yeah in your elbow and your shoulder and so she says a sleep pillow oh yeah you know if you do your side so you're really supposed to sleep on your back which I do do that I start out my back but then if you go on the side Mm -hmm. you need to have a sleep pillow and you need to hug the pillow like that so and I know nobody can see me and I'm making this (laughs) to you're showing me I'm showing you like nobody can see okay can you all see out there what Naomi's doing right hug, now? Hug the pillow. Hug the pillow. Yeah, and then... And Maybe then you we'll... need to get a my pillow. Well, you know what I have works. You know what? It's one of those decorative, you know, the long... A body pillow? Yeah, I'm making movements again. Yeah, you're making movements again. Like, <laughs> nobody knows what you're doing, Naomi. I talk with my hands. Do you? I think I do. Yeah. yeah. I do a lot. Uh-huh. And Especially you know what? Counseling. I notice clients, like, it's almost... Okay, this is crazy, but I notice clients watching my hands. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> I They're probably wondering too. why is she flailing around with her hands. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes I always wonder because I'll look like I'm doing it now. I'll look somewhere else when I'm talking. Yes, but that's it's not because no, this is me thinking. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I don't want people to think, man, is she lying? Because you know those people that do studies. Yes, and, and they I say, have looked into that because I thought at one point in my life when, what was that TV show? My family and I, we loved it. It was called, um, oh, dang, I can't think of it. But yeah, I thought, you know what? That would be great for counseling. Like, then I could like read people's body language, you know? You, want, you think that's all true? Yeah, it is. We should do a class on that. I know. Wouldn't that, would that be, be interesting? So interesting. It would. Yeah, that's a. It's a real thing. It's a real yeah, thing. Yeah. So I, I, you know, whoever's listening, that I counsel. I, I'm. I'm not lying. When I look the other way, you're thinking. I'm thinking. Yes. Real hard. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same. And the hand sure. thing, I can't stop. I know. It I helps me know. talk. Yeah. Well, you know what? We were just going to talk today, actually, on this podcast. Yeah, we have no idea what we're going to say. But what did I start out saying? I feel like I didn't finish a story. What were we? 
Oh about, my goodness, we have the worst memory. I know, memory is so terrible. We were talking about um, value, worth. No, I'm talking about when we first started the podcast. That's what we were. Oh, that's no. what we were talking about. No, we haven't. We haven't given them a topic yet, Nay. <laughs> I know, but I felt like I we started. Wait, Naomi we started talking, and I was telling a story, and then we started talking about sleeping. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know what's happening. Okay. About your elbow? But it was before that. Jose kissed you goodbye. He, yeah. he gets up very early. Yes. And then you sleep eight to nine hours a night. We went that direction. So you never finished it. But what was I going to say? I Nay, I'm not in your head. <laughs> you usually are. <laughs> so what happened at home this morning? Oh, see, there you go. Because I said, is it Friday? And he said, yes, it's Friday. I was like, oh, thank thank you, Jesus. It's Friday. It just made me so happy. Yeah. Fridays are good. Now that doesn't sound like a good story. No. Yeah. Not one for a podcast. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, we literally are just talking out loud today. But, you know, value, worth, we were talking about that before we got on to the podcast. Yeah, and then we said, hey, this is good stuff. Let's, let's, let's click press, the button. Let's press, press the button. Right. Because, um, Why I don't are we know how we... <laughs> It's Friday, you guys. Come on, show us some. I know grace. you're going to hear this on Monday, but this is Friday, it boy. Is it was kind Friday. of a long week. It was it was busy this week. Oh, it can be exhausting. And you know what? I've been praying lately. When the weekend comes, is Lord, will you please slow down time so the weekend goes slow? Right. I do. Because I don't know about you, but our weekends. Oh my goodness gracious. Our weekends are flooded right yeah. now. They're just flooded. And you know, like your girls get married, mines get married. There's just a lot to do right now. There is. Yeah. On top of, well, I mean, we both have two weddings and then yeah. um, a wedding that I'm gonna officiate. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, those are always fun. Yeah. Especially when you get to do premarital counseling with the couple, mm -hmm. and and then you know you get to officiate their wedding, you get to know them a bit. They're a great couple too, so that's fun. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Real sweet people. So I love weddings. I know it's that I'm season. A oh, I'm sure I'm gonna have. I'm a probably moment. gonna cry at this wedding you officiated because, and I don't even know them. So don't look at me all crazy and cross-eyed well, no, when you're standing up there. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, his little boy is his best man. Oh, stop it. See? His little boy Aww. is in kindergarten. Aww. It is going to be the most precious thing ever. And I told him, I told my, my client yesterday, I said, okay, like, what are you guys doing to me? Like, I'm going to be just a huge puddle. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's going to be really, really special. Wow! And they're going to uh, honor her mother who passed away two years Aww. ago. So it's it's going to be a really oh, yeah. special tears. wedding. Lots of tears. Yeah. Oh, wow! I know. 
So now I have three weddings to go to yeah. this year. Yeah. 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know how that happened? Like people were wanting to, well, our girls were going to get married in 2021, but um, a lot of weddings have been pushed to this year because of COVID and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. True. True, true. Mm-hmm. How is everybody doing with COVID? Yeah. How like, is everyone? I feel like it's starting to die down, not be... Well, I don't watch the news, to be honest. I don't either. I don't watch the news, so honestly, I don't either. Somebody had to tell me yesterday that it was the one-year anniversary. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I like, know. well, I knew it was coming up, and I, you know, I knew. Yeah. Because just think about it. Like, a year ago, you guys were getting off a boat. Right. Just in the nick of time. Just in the nick of time. And then they tell, you know, I guess both your girls or just uh, Allie that don't come back to school? I think it might have been both. Because um, I was still, I, I don't know where I was in this pandemic because yeah. I just remember on that Friday going to Target after my husband and I went out to dinner and I legit needed paper towels and toilet paper. Wow. And I needed paper plates. And I'm like, hey, let's run by Target because I need to pick this up. You know, I need to pick this up. And we go to Target and we're literally standing <laughs> in the toilet paper aisle looking at each other. And at I'm empty like, shelves. what is going on? What is happening? And then I remember this lady with a cart um, comes by me and, sh and and we're standing, Reed and I are still looking at each other like, <laughs> I can see why you guys isn't too. there any toilet paper or paper towels? Like, have we missed something? And the lady comes by, she's like, this pandemic, I just can't believe it. Like, we can't even get any toilet paper. Like, she's mad. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, we have completely missed it. Are we it. on earth? We've missed it because <laughs> we don't planet. typically watch the news. No, we don't. I don't. My husband does. So did we ever figure out why that even happened? Like why people ran out to get toilet paper? Did it start with one little person saying something and then it I spread have, across the whole earth? <laughs> I have no idea. But don't you think it's interesting? Like did everybody think that... I don't get, I still don't understand. Like, if anybody knows the answer, will you please email us? Yeah. Like, how, how did the whole... How did the whole rush on toilet paper, yeah. paper towel, paper product How did it come about? Like, why didn't, why, I mean, why wasn't it soup? If people are sick, wouldn't you go out and get chicken noodle soup? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. Why did we have a rush on chicken noodle soup? Like, oh, pandemic, everybody's going to get sick. Okay, well, let me go get me some Campbell's chicken noodle soup. <laughs> that cures oh, everything. Wait. Really? Evidently. Poor Tay. Tay, <laughs> come to Mama Nay when you're sick. <laughs> you know, oh, chicken noodle funny. soup. That's funny. Yeah, so no toilet paper, paper towels, paper plates. There was nothing. But well, now, plenty. There's... <laughs> And we're, we're supposed to still be in a pandemic, which, you know, can I just like complain about something? I know sure. complaining isn't good, 
but I, I just need to vent this. We ordered a brand new bed in December, okay? Mm -hmm. They said up front, it's not gonna be here till April. We're like, okay, we get it. They're like pandemic. Yeah, everything's you know. COVID's fault. <laughs> right, right. We're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll play with you here, April. So what do I do? I call, no, I sent an email last week to my contact and I said because this bed has to come out of Dallas at a, a store out of Dallas because we've had the bedroom suit for over 20 years mm -hmm. and we're trying to match <clears throat> a new bed with the other pieces that we have so this was the only place that carries this line mm -hmm. of, of mm -hmm. bedroom so I emailed and she emailed me back. She says, well, because of the, because of the situation the world is in, <laughs> really? it's not going to be until June. And I'm like, okay, hold up. Wow. So I shoot back an email and I say, okay, listen. Like I'm working with you between December and April that we are in a pandemic. Like I'm giving you that much for everybody to, you know, get their get stuff together. together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But come on now, are we still gonna use the pandemic as an excuse? <laughs> wow, June. June. She's like, I'm so sorry, I know. And I'm like, wow, June, we're, we're gonna. And you only hope that that's true well and I said to her listen listen April was good and it was gonna work with our timing because we have a wedding in June mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we have mm -hmm. people staying at the house right yikes yes and we need that we need to switch beds around yeah. in the house mm -hmm. so we'll see we'll see if it's June now the lady that uh, uh, a friend that I know, she said a client of hers ordered furniture back in November, and now it's going to be July for them. Yikes! And they ordered like a living room. Wow! <laughs> right. So I guess COVID is wreaking havoc with yeah industries. Yeah. What else are we going to talk about, Naomi? Um, well, I'm really still enjoying this Nehemiah code because yeah. I'm on the part about conflict resolution. Uh-huh. And um, that there's a four parts. Yes, there is. There's four parts to conflict uh -huh. Resolution. Okay, so everybody can pay attention now because mm -hmm. we've we've gotten through our rambling. Right. Um, so right now we're talking about it's it's part five of the book, and it says this is really so interesting because it's talking about being a rebuilder because that's obviously what Nehemiah did. He rebuilt the wall. And this is a fourfold approach to conflict resolution. Yes. Uh huh. And um, so if you didn't catch the first part, that was last week talking about. Um, Yards. Nehemiah. Yes, yards after, after contact. contact. That was a good one. Yeah. 
Okay. So now, um, honey, you're getting older. I, this is this is a problem. You're getting older. You know, I notice you are forgetting things too. You know what? I am, and I own it. <laughs> okay. Well, I, was, I as a friend, it. I was getting a little concerned. I'm like, why is she asking me that? I know. I know. I do you notice you, it about yourself. I do. Lately? I okay. Know, okay. Yeah, okay. I do. I, I asked you something but, yesterday, and I'm like, she's going to think I have completely lost it. But right now, I can't even think about it. I, I, I can't even remember it. So Wow, you know me well. Because I yeah. totally thought that. I know you but, did. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but you're going through, you know, changing some meds and stuff like that. So yes. it could be the, all the transition. Right. So that's what I chalked it up to. Okay, so anyways, good. But Thank you. I spoke that out, and there you go. Okay. So... The part five says rebuilders never cut what they can untie. Yes. Isn't that good? Because that what that is. means is that even in a relationship, when it gets all twisted and tangled up and a little ugly, some people just chop it off uh -huh. because they don't want to put in the work to untie it and mend the uh -huh. relationship it's uh -huh. easier just to cut it it is and i i hear people in in my office saying that well i just i just cut people off mm -hmm. or i just squash it or Let's i just talk about that because you know sometimes sometimes it's necessary yes that's true there are reasons why necessary endings do you have necessary mm -hmm. endings when it's and, toxic. Yeah, when it's toxic and things have been going on for a while um, that aren't straightening out after being tangled up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or somebody else is repeatedly not, you know, doing wrong and not making any changes because it's, yeah. you know, relationships is two ways. They're, it's hard. It is, it is two ways. It is. So you have to know your worth. That's kind of what we were talking about before we hit the button. Yes. Is that you do, you, do you know your worth and your value? And do you portray that? And do you know your identity in Christ? Where you don't have to do some other things in the flesh to make things all tangled up in yeah. a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, have you stopped to think yeah, I was saying this week I had brought up like, you know, you to a few people like you need to do a heart check. Mm -hmm. You need to do mm -hmm. a heart check. Like, what is your heart's motives? Is a big one. The intentions yes. of the heart. Mm -hmm. And you know, righteousness again. I think I said it last week. It's just doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And like ne Nehemiah, throughout this whole thing, he did the right thing. So. Yeah. What, think about it in reverse. Like, what if you don't allow someone to do the right thing? Then you're putting mm -hmm. ownership of that on yourself, mm -hmm. of not allowing somebody to be righteous or do the right thing. Mm -hmm. So you got to really be careful both ways. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And conflict resolution, can we just talk about that for... The fourfold approach to conflict resolution. Yeah. And I love this because it's um, Nehemiah's formula. Okay, I just want to say this. It only works when all four elements yes. work in proper sequence. Yes. 
So you got like get your pen out, people, uh-huh, and a in a piece mm-hmm. of paper because you got to understand the sequence of this. Yes, yes, and so the first one is there's a time to back off. Yeah, what there's, does that mean? Let me go through all four, and then we'll uh, we'll talk on each of them. Then okay. there's a time to stand up. Yep. There's a time to give in. Uh huh. And there's a time to reach out. There is. So a time to back off means, okay, so usually conflict doesn't give you any great feelings, does it? No. Usually you're angry. You, you get mad. Angry, frustrated, upset, yeah. whatever the situation is. So you need that time like Nehemiah did where he backed off and he, he took time to consult with the Lord yeah. for the Lord's direction and to also just allow his flesh not to take over in that right. moment immediately. Mm-hmm. So in, in, in Nehemiah 5, 6, it talks about how he became very angry, but he was wise enough to know that when anger rises up in our hearts, the best thing we can do to avoid further conflict is to back off and give some serious thought to the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think also in that book it says, instead of rushing into con- to confront those in the wrong, back off to give yourself time to think. Mm-hmm. It's like taking an adult time out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, also, too often, you know, the book brings out that we avoid personal responsibility by implying someone else's to blame for our own outburst. Mm-hmm. Others simply repress their anger and re- Pressed anger turns to bitterness. Yeah, it does. Because I, I've taught this, and this is another way to say it, is that everything starts with an offense. Mm-hmm. So Nehemiah was offended. Yeah. And so it causes you to be angry. So that's why the Bible says, you know, in Philippians, yeah. um, to have no offense till take, the day of Christ. Yeah, take no offense. And there's yeah. a lot of scripture about offenses. Mm-hmm. So you need to, and I try to work at this, that I recognize an offense and, and just don't even allow that to turn into anything. Just yeah. give it to the Lord right then and there. Yeah. So Nehemiah did that. He, he didn't allow the offense to, have an, to cause him to have an outburst. He stepped back and he gave yes. some serious thought and mm-hmm. prayer at that time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right. Number two, uh, there is a time to stand up to conflict. What does that mean? Well, here's the thing. It's really important to come back and stand up. You don't want to be like what you were saying earlier. They all have to work in order. So you don't want to back off and then never come forward. No. Because that's avoiding, right? Yeah. Yeah. In denial and, that it maybe even happened. Yeah, and then you're building up bitterness and resentment in your heart and that is going to come out so sideways in something else. Mm-hmm. It, it will always come out. Yeah. Yeah. So standing up is what you have to keep in mind is what we were talking about is doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, once you've backed off, you've gave it serious thought. And sometimes, you know, our flesh doesn't even want to do the right thing. Yeah. Right? Like, we're like, oh, God, do I really need to do that? Come on, Lord. Right. You know? Yeah. But 
when it comes down to it, we're called to be righteous. Mm -hmm. We're called to be doing the right thing, mm -hmm. and God will bless you for that. Yeah. So um, standing up means you need to then um, speak to the person about the conflict that you have, um, which is what Nehemiah did. He he looked at. He boldly stood up and confronted those he believed to be in the wrong and whose actions had initiated the conflict. Mm -hmm. And this is in verse um, 7, Nehemiah 5, 7. I rebuked the nobles and rulers and said to them, each of you is exhausting usury from his brother. Mm. So this was when they were actually um, <coughs> charging them extra interest to the poor, and it was in the law that they weren't allowed to do that um, to or to charge more interest to those that were already poor. And so the people that were building the wall were, they were losing their homes. Yeah. They were losing food right. and, and not able to afford it because they could never pay it back right. by all of the interest that the rulers were charging. And that one, Nehemiah was, had a righteous anger because he's like, that is against the law. You're going against the Lord. So he stood up and rebuked them for that. He, and contemplated what the wrong was yeah and that's what he addressed well and I think this goes back to being a peacemaker versus a peacekeeper mm -hmm. because it also says make peace by standing up for what is right and not just backing off yeah so I mean even when you're trying to make peace there may be some conflict in that but you know, it's saying that we have to stand up for what is right mm -hmm. and do the right thing. Right. So, yeah. okay. Anything yeah. else on that one? Um, and you don't, you might have said this, but you don't want to give in at any cost. So again, it goes back to knowing your worth and value and what is right you kind of almost need to set your emotions to the side it's not mm -hmm. what i feel but what i know That's i right. say that a lot it's not what you feel because right now you're feeling anger and oh, right right it's not what, what are the feel. facts what do you know that's right yeah mm -hmm. exactly so number three says there is a time to give in what does that mean well like nehemiah again he's such a great example he he included himself in the wrong that they were doing by saying, please, let us stop. Let us stop this usury. And it was allowing him to see that he was wanting to do what was right mm -hmm. instead of accusing and pointing fingers. Yeah. There's always a, a polite kind of way to saying something when someone is doing wrong. By yeah. By admitting that we're sinners ourselves, we right. may not have done that wrong, but we've done many wrongs, right? Absolutely. So it's a matter of just saying, "Look, um, let's just let's just let's do the right thing." Not, "Hey, you need to do the right thing and stop doing this," mm -hmm. even though they were the cause of it. Nehemiah just said, "Hey, let's stop this usury." Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that you don't want to. It's not giving in to allowing people to do wrong. It's giving in to maybe not pointing the finger. And also there may be situations where we are in the wrong. Right. So you do need to humble yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like giving in is a part of humility. Right. And surrendering what you might have done wrong to make it right. 
You know, it says that there is a time to give in for the greater good. And it's always best to lose a few little battles in order to win the lar in order to win the larger war. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't ask people to do something that we ourselves would not do. Yeah. And that, that's also in the book um, about even relating to parenting. That, you know, we don't have to win maybe every little battle, um, you know, when we're parenting. We, we, we always want to lead by example, but there are times when we need to stand up and give proper discipline. But there's also times we need to learn to just listen to our hearts. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, exactly. So the fourth one, it says there's a time to reach out. What does that mean? Um, well, like Nehemiah, when he was pleading for them to do what was right, he was reaching out to his people. Like the end goal was um, for them to be treated right. Yeah. And so he reached out. Um, and fought for them because it wasn't it wasn't him. Mm -hmm. It wasn't him. They were doing wrong to yeah It was to all his people. That's so he right. was reaching out stretching an arm and It kind of relates this to actually what Jesus did how Jesus um, had so much conflict everywhere he went So let me just read that little part here um, It was just so touching because when it was written down it was like wow he he had conflict like with everyone it it pretty much pointed it out actually it um said that in mark's gospel alone we find um others in conflict with him on 26 different occasions yeah isn't that something yeah he said it says there was conflict in his hometown of nazareth mm -hmm. there was conflict with his family who sought to distance them, themselves from him there was conflict with his friends. There was conflict with the religious Pharisees. There was yeah. conflict with the disciples. Conflict with Simon Peter. Um, it swirled all around him everywhere his sandals touched in Judea and Galilee. Um, but even on the cross, it was talking about how it pretty much took steps on how he followed the fourfold. Um, it says, first Jesus backed off. In his darkest hour, he knelt beneath those gnarled old aloe trees in Gethsemane's garden in serious thought. Mm -hmm. So he was he backed off to consult the Lord and yeah, said, and prayed. He took counsel with his heart and he pleaded to the Lord, Father, if it's your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Mm -hmm. Next, uh, we watch as he stood up. Before all his accusers, Jesus stood up when asked, Are you then the Son of God? He boldly replied, You rightly say that I am. Mm. So Jesus stood up. Then Jesus gave in. He went as a lamb to the slaughter. He willingly, and I hope people really get, grasp that. Yeah. The Lord God did not force him. No, it he, was his choice. Yes, he willingly laid down his life. Yes, he did. No one took it from him. He gave it for all of us. Yes. And then finally, Jesus reached out. His arms were outstretched mm. in welcome. Don't you love that? And it was Outstretched to, on that cross for us. Right. Not just, again, I've 
preach this too, not just to forgive our sins, but to reconcile with God the Father so we can have a relationship now. Yeah. That was the whole point of the cross. That was the whole point. That was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that um, there's a time to reach out, and I love how it says um, we need to build bridges, not barriers. Confront your offender in private when personal and private appeals are not met with a positive response, uh, move on to a more public approach. Mm -hmm. You know, also, um, if you go over to Philemon, yeah, Philemon, Philemon, whatever Philemon. you want to say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a case study of conflict resolution, and that's Paul's letter mm -hmm. to Philemon. Mm -hmm. um, number one, Paul backed off. You could go to Philemon, verse 4. Paul stood up, number 2, in verse 17. He gave in in verse 18 and 19, and then Paul reached out in verse 21. Mm -hmm. So, And like you mentioned earlier, when you have conflict resolution, you have to do it in these order, and you have to do all of them because... There's certain names for just doing like the first step. It's it's a lose lose approach. Mm -hmm. If you just um, do the first step of backing off yeah. and nothing more, no yeah. stand up, no, nothing happens. Nothing happens is a lose lose a lose lose for both sides. Right. If you um, just stand up and you have to win the argument all the time, yeah. This is a win lose approach to mm -hmm. conflict resolution. It never succeeds. And it doesn't bring two people together. So really think about that, like married couples, yeah, parents with their kid. Right. Do you always stand up and be the bully in a sense and always mm -hmm. have to win every argument? Or mm -hmm. do you give in a little, which is the, the next step? Mm -hmm. um, if you, yeah, so that is the win-lose approach when you always have to win. Um, so if you, what if you give in, if you what give in time after time, kind of like a doormat, uh -huh. you're at a lose win approach. Yeah. Because then the other person wins and you lose. Yes. And that's what we were talking about earlier. People have such a low sense of their own self-worth that they think the only way anyone would, would, would relate to them is if they always put themselves down and place the other person high above them. These individuals never solve their conflicts because they forfeit any respect others might have for them. That's right. Yeah. That is a lose-win approach. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, so basically if you do all, you, you back off, stand up, give in. What about the reach, reach out? out then you have a win-win approach. You're, you're, was there, uh, wait a minute, back up. Was there something, uh, was there a specific name called if all you did was reach out? No. No, okay. Mm -mm. No. Because I so, think nobody really goes to that step. Maybe not. Yeah. So you have, you have to have all four elements mm -hmm. working together. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've encouraged um, some of my clients to maybe, you know, if you're not comfortable with conflict resolution, 
test it out on some small things. Sure. You know, before the big conflict comes. Right. Test it out on little things and do these four steps mm -hmm. to just get yourself acclimated to doing conflict resolution, which will make you become a peacemaker. Right, because the goal is still relationship. Now, yeah. disclaimer, some, some relationships cannot be mended. Right. They just can't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully when we get to heaven and those people that we've been in conflict with, they get to heaven and, and it's all redeemed. Right. You know, the relationship mm -hmm. is redeemed. But here on earth, some of those relationships cannot be reconciled and cannot mm -hmm. be redeemed here on earth. Yeah. So, which is a shame. I mean... I think we've all experienced that. I know I have, I know you have, mm -hmm. and it's ugly mm -hmm. and it's, it's hurtful. Mm -hmm. um, it's hurtful to both parties. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes, like we have said, the ending is necessary, mm -hmm. you know. But the first thing that we, we should always strive to do is to reconcile and to still right. be in relationships. So, right. you know, there's a lot to uh, conflict resolution mm -hmm. and some people just hate conflict altogether, yeah. but gosh, you know what? This can make people, this could help make people grow uh -huh. um, and it's, learn it's something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's necessary. Well, listen, we've okay. uh, chatted, we've chatted about you know some stuff at the beginning that, that was pointless mean, for yeah, some people listening that's right it was pointless <laughs> so but hey we got into the uh, the meat the meat of nehemiah yeah. code so that's good yeah all right all we'll right see you next time all right bye-bye okay, bye-bye thank you for joining dr kim and naomi on uncomplicated to talk we hope you have enjoyed this episode for any comments or questions please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors@gmail.com. at gmail.com until next time this is uncomplicated truth talk